0: You're listening to the Van Moody Podcast. Our passion is transforming the world by transforming lives. In today's episode, we'll continue our Get Closer series with part two. Pastor Michelle Evans will break down 2 Kings 4 and the powerful meaning within. Do you believe in God's promises? Let's get started. Happy Sunday, family. TWC. It is always an honor and a joy for us to gather together in worship every Sunday morning. And to all of our extended family, we are so honored to have you wherever you're joining us from around the world. God bless you. Thank you for spending your Sunday morning with us. Listen, we are in an incredible summer initiative. It's called Get Closer. We are challenging every family connected to the worship center to do one thing this summer, and that is to spend daily time with God during their soap devotion. We hope that you grab your secret place, devotional, and journal, and that you have gathered your friends and your family. And as you do your soap devotion and they do their soap devotion, you all get together and just talk about what God is saying to you. And God will draw us closer. You may be thinking, well, where does this initiative come from? Well, the Bible tells us that if we draw, closer to God. He will draw closer unto us. One translation says, draw nigh unto the Lord and he will draw nigh unto you. And so that's what we're focused on all summer. But in addition to that summer initiative, our summer teaching series is focused on the same thing. And so I'm excited because Pastor Michelle Evans this morning, who is our Bessemer campus pastor, is going to share the word of God with us from our SOAP devotion for this morning. So get ready for an amazing word as all of us collectively endeavor to get closer. God bless you. Receive Pastor Michelle Evans right now.
1: Good morning, TWC family and friends. Happy Sunday. We are so excited that you're here with us today as we have kicked off our summer initiative, Get Closer. You may be asking, what is that all about? Well, as we have looked at the landscape of the past year and even beyond that, Um, We see uh, so much upheaval, so many um, divisions in our nation, and we know one thing to be true. We need God, we need to get closer to Him and have a closer relationship with him and the way that the worship center has kicked off this initiative is by soap devotion. Bishop has asked us to um, do this with our families we 're bringing our families together around the table again to do our soap devotion to talk about the passages of the day and and see what the Lord is saying from Two years old to a 100, we are bringing people together to do our soap devotion because we want, our desire here at the worship center is that we get closer to God. We know that we've tried so many other things and we do need him. So if you would, just join me this morning. I want to, I've been sitting here having my quiet time and I would love to share with you today my soap devotion um, from Second Kings 4. Let's start with verse 9, and I'm reading from the message version. I'm reading from the message version. Um, She says, I'm certain, says the woman to her husband, that this man, she's talking about the prophet Elijah, who stops by um, with us all the time, is a holy man of God. Why don't we add a small room upstairs and furnish it with a bed, a desk, a chair, and a lamp, so that when he comes by, he can stay with us. Verse 11 said, and so it happened that the next time Elijah came by, he went to the room, lay down, and take a nap. Verse 12 says this, then Elijah said to his servant Gehazi, tell the Shunammite woman I want to see her. He called her and she came to him. Verse 13, through Gehazi, Elijah said this, you've gone far beyond the call of duty to take care of us. What can we do for you? Do you have any requests that we can bring to the king or to the commander of the army? She said this, nothing. I'm secure and I'm satisfied in my family. Elijah conferred with Gehazi. There's got to be something that we can do for her. But what? Gehazi said this, well, she doesn't have her son and her husband's old. Elijah said this in verse 15, call her back to me. And she came to the room, and she stood at the open door. Elijah says to her in verse 16, this time next year, you're going to be nursing an infant son. She said, oh, master, oh, holy man, don't play games with me, teasing me with such fantasies. Verse 17 is where I'll land today. The woman conceived a year later Just as Elijah, the man of God, had said, she had a son." (sighs) There's so much in this passage today and as I was sitting and reading this, I'm a very visual person so when I'm reading the Bible I envision myself in the passage, I envision myself in the story. There's even times that if I'm writing in my Bible I'll block out other people's name and put my own name in in the passage just to make it more personal. And as I was reading this as an observation, um, just by way of observation, I'm looking at a woman and her husband, um, and it goes on to say that she says, me and my family are well. They're well off, and um, they have the ability to afford the man of God a room upstairs when he comes through town. to." rest in their home and to uh, be with them. She says, I perceive him to be a holy man and obviously her husband agrees because it says the next verse goes on to say that the next time Elijah came through, he stayed in the room and he slept. He, he stayed there. And what I observed also in this passage is that Elijah, a man of God, a man of integrity, um, said, listen, we've got to do something for her because she's gone far and above and beyond what anybody would even require or ask of her. So we've got to do something. What I noticed about this passage, even still by way of observation, was that In those biblical times that if they were going to give a gift or to bless a family or to bless a house when they came through town, it said that they would pack up their camels with gold and silver and money and bring cattle and bring all kinds of uh, material things to bless a family um, whose house they were going to be in. But that wasn't the case in this passage. In this passage, Elijah says, we must do something for her. He doesn't even um, inquire about her husband, or blessing, the man of the house. He says, we've got to do something for her. And Gehazi, Elijah's servant, says, well, I've observed there's no children running around and she doesn't have a son and... Um, her husband's older in age, which in, which you know just gives the indication that they're beyond this being able to happen. And Elijah calls the woman to the room to bless her. She has no idea what she's getting ready to encounter. And Elijah brings her to the door, and he she comes to the door, and he says, "What must we do for you? Something?" And she says, "No." She basically says, "I'm good." I'm good. Me and my family are good. And even if I was going to um, give this soap devotion a title or something today, I thought of three words as I was writing my notes and just writing what I heard the Spirit of the Lord say. I heard these three words ask, think, imagine. Ask, think, imagine. When she comes to the door, she, he says this to her and then he goes on and he doesn't, and what I also observed is he, he, even after he asked her, what can we do for you? Do you need anything? Should we go before um, the kings and the leaders on your behalf? And she says, uh-uh, me and my family, me and my people, I'm good. I'm a woman of substance, one version says. And without asking her or without inquiring of her. He speaks a prophecy to her. He speaks something to her, and he says, listen, by this time next year, you're going to hold a son. And I saw the woman's face as I was reading this passage of Scripture, because the very next verse, she goes on to say, listen, don't play games with me. Don't, don't, don't tease me with such fantasies. And in that moment I realized why the Lord had me write down those three words, ask, think, imagine. Because I thought about myself, and maybe that's where some of you are now that you know you're in a certain status in your life, or you, everything else is okay, you're like this woman, listen, I'm good, I don't need anything else. But when God comes to you or speaks a word to you about that very Uh, tender area in your life where you've really given up asking, thinking, or even imagining, where you've thought that, listen, surely by now that this is a done deal, it won't be done, let me just go ahead and adjust my life around the fact that I'm not going to have this very thing that is my deepest desire. And you can tell it was her deepest desire because when he mentioned it, her emotions change from I'm good to please don't play with me like this. Please don't get my hopes up. Listen, this prophecy, this sermon, this, this, this moment in time, this word has got to be for somebody else because this can't happen for me. And by way of application today, I, I just, as I look at this passage, God reminds us that listen. In one moment in time, he can come in your life, my life, and just say, listen, by this time next year, the thing that you thought was hopeless, the thing that you thought you could not even bother to ask, think, or imagine for anymore was was not going to happen. He can come on the scene and say, listen, by this time next year, this thing is going to be yours. And I can think about my own self as I was writing my notes and you you can't see it, but my pages are a little bit crinkly because every time I sit down to the Word and God gets to my innermost parts, tears start to fall down off my face. Because there's some areas in my life right now where as he spoke these three words to me, ask, think, imagine, that I've got to do that that He's drawing me to do that. He's showing me through this Shunammite woman that listen, yes, this, this, and this in your life is is good. You know, I'm well, all is well, all is good, and you know the exterior things that we say to make it look like I don't need anything else. But when God comes and speaks to that most tender part of you, that, that longing of you, that deepest desire, you know the area where where Proverbs talks about, listen, hope deferred makes the heart sick. but when he, It goes on to say, but when it is fulfilled, it's like the tree of life. Something in you rises back up. And I'm in that season in my life right now and maybe some of you are there that you've heard a word and God has spoken something to you and you're saying, God, please don't, don't do this to me. I've cried all I can cry about that area of my life, I don't even journal about it anymore, I don't even pray about it anymore. I'm just like this Shunammite woman, I say listen, don't play with my emotions, don't, don't play with my feelings, don't even tease me or, or, or play with me about such fantasies because it's been so long, there's absolutely no way, no way this can happen. But I stopped by this Sunday morning to encourage you as (laughs) I encourage myself that God wants to have an encounter with you. He wants to have an encounter with me and he shows us through this woman this morning in 2 Kings 4 and he asked a question and I wrote it down, will we make room for God? Will we set up a room in our life for him to, to move in any way that he wants to? Will we make room where where when he's passing through or when he's dwelling that he can dwell there that anything possible could happen? Will we make room for, for God? Will we make room for the word that he wants to speak to us? And I know that maybe some of you are saying, listen, you, you have no idea. It all sounds good and you know, I know this soap devotion thing is, you know, reading the Bible but the Bible is just... Um, those people, it doesn't pertain to us, but oh it does. This word is living, alive. It's still very much um, applicable today. This Bible is our road map. It's our GPS, if you will. It gives us a glimpse into what we can have if we just trust and believe God. I want to ask you the question this morning, as we observe this passage, as we see how we could possibly apply it. What, it. what is it that you need to go back and make God, uh, make room for God to move in your life? What do you need to ask, think, or imagine? We, we quote Ephesians and it says that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. L- look at the, look at the, uh, the, the ascension exceedingly, abundantly above, it just goes up and it says above anything that we can ask, think, or imagine according to the power, the faith within, that works within us. One of the things that God has me focusing on right now, even as I do my soap devotion, that listen, you ask, think, and you imagine. Take the limits off of me. Allow me to move freely in your life, allow me to blow your mind, allow me to do the things that you only fantasize and dream of that you just thought that, listen, if I can just imagine it, I I don't know that it will come to pass, but God has been really dealing with me in this season as we've come out of a a year that none of us even thought would happen and we've made it. What is it that God wants to do with the rest of our life? How does he want to bless us? What is that thing that you've set aside and put on the back burner and put on the bookshelf and it's collecting dust and you don't even look at it anymore? Matter of fact, some of you have packed it up in a box. You put it in the- tucked it in the back of your closet. Some of you, you have you know, you've put it in a storage building. You, You've put it as far away from you as possible because you're like, listen, I've got another birthday coming and it's just... It's just too late. My life doesn't look anything like what I thought it would. It's too late. What is it that you need to go back and ask, think, and imagine? What is it that you need to, you and I need to make room for God to move in? Because it says that even though she was having a hard time receiving this prophecy, the next verse. After she says don't play games with me in verse 16 and stop teasing me with such fantasies, in verse 17, these three words just caught me, the woman conceived. I want to say that to you today. Some of you are getting ready to conceive. You're getting ready to conceive a dream. Because you believe this word today and you've, you've thought about that thing that you have been putting on the back burner and just thought that God was not going to move because he didn't do it in the time in which we thought he should. If I brought Abraham and Sarah in the room with me right now, I would, and if I were to be able to interview them, I'd be like, Sarah and Abraham, did the dream come the way that you thought it would and in the time that you thought it would, they would go on to tell us, listen, no, it didn't. Matter of fact, we tried to do it on our own. But they would tell us, listen, although it took longer than what we thought, although it took longer than what we imagined, although it took longer than um, what we would like, God was true to his word. And I want to say that to some of us this morning. God is true to his word, ask, think, imagine. I want to say that again. Ask, think, imagine. God has been saying this to me. Be it under you according to your faith. Be it under you and I according to our faith. Do we believe God? Believe him enough to understand that he's not playing games. He's not teasing us with fantasies. You will conceive Whatever it is that God wants to bring into your life, you will conceive the business. You will conceive that family. You will conceive the concept or the idea that God has given you. You will conceive the life that you saw for yourself, that the Lord showed you clearly. You'll see it. You'll conceive it. It may not look like it now, but you're still here, which means there's still room for him to move. Just ask think or imagine. It said a year later after that she conceived, she held the promise. I just want to encourage you this morning that after you conceive, that after you believe that God is going to do what he said he'll do, you're going to hold the promise. Hold on to what he said, believe him, have hope again, dream again, God said we have not because we ask not. I dare you. Open your mouth and just ask. Think about it again. Take it a step further. Imagine. Write the vision. Make it plain. Run with it. Watch God do it. He's faithful to his word. I want to pray with you as we're asking, thinking, and imagining. I want to Pray over maybe your visions this morning. I want to pray over maybe something that you're struggling to even believe God to do. I want to pray with you. But I also want to encourage you that as we pray, to believe. I want to encourage you that the word says you will have what you open your mouth and decree. Open your mouth. Ask God again. Ask Him. Think about that thing again. Get your paper out and if you, like me, if you just have to draw it with crayon and and, and marker, imagine and watch God say, by this time next year, you will hold it. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for reminding us through this Shunammite woman that one encounter with you can bring to pass something that we thought was dead or that we thought was hopeless or gone. It can bring to pass something that we thought that the time had passed for that. God, I ask you now to revive hope, revive dreams, revive visions in this moment. God, I ask you to speak to that innermost part in us that thought it was dead. Speak to us, Father. God, I thank you for those three words, ask, think, imagine. And we believe in you, God, that in due time we will conceive and we'll hold it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, listen, listen worship center family, thank you so much for joining me today for my soap devotion. I'm so excited that I was able to share this with you. And maybe some of you are saying in this moment that, listen, I don't even know how to believe God for what I'm dreaming or what I think or what I've imagined because I don't even have a relationship with Him. One thing I know for sure that there's parts of our lives and uh, there's a part of our life and and the, the path of our life can't come together unless we have a relationship with God. It all starts there. And so I want to invite you that if you don't have a relationship, if you don't know Him to be the Savior of your life, it's simple. God doesn't require that we jump through all these hoops. He says it very simply that, listen, if you believe in your heart and through that belief open your mouth and confess it, simple, you're saved. And it says that the angels are celebrating and so are we, and listen, maybe you are saying The past year has thrown me for a loop and I, listen, I'm so far off the mark that I'm not doing soap, I'm not reading scripture, I, my relationship has gone to the left and I'm too far from God to get back. Not true. The book of Jeremiah reminds us of something that's (laughs) just amazing to me. He says, return to me, backslider, come on back, he says, I'm married to you. He tells us there's nothing you can do to separate um, you from my love. That's good news on today. Whatever decisions you're making in this moment, I I just want to encourage you not to make those decisions in a bubble. We want to come alongside of you and do life with you. Part of this summer initiative is bringing all of us together as we get closer to God. So go to the worship center's website, twccc.org, and Click that next step tab, and whatever drops when it drops down, whatever pertains to what decisions you're making today, click, click the boxes. You want to know more about what we do and how we do it and what our church is about and how we can come alongside of you? Just do that, and we're ready to serve you. We're ready to come along and pray with you and answer any questions, but do life with you so that you don't have to do this alone. I encourage you to do that now because I promise you it's the beginning of the best season of your life. And we'll be like that Shunammite woman that no matter what we deal with, no matter what we go through, our losses, or gains, God is true and faithful to his word to fulfill the promise and we'll hold it just as he said we would. I thank you for joining us this Sunday morning, we love you so much, um, continue to travel with us. and. Trek with us every morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time as we do the Breakthrough Prayer Call. We have seen God do amazing things on that call, but he's true to his word. He said miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those that believe. And so I ask you to join us tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time for that call, but also join us next Sunday morning for another wonderful service as we go higher in the summer initiative of Get Closer. We love you. God bless you.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this message from Bishop Van Moody. For more information about Van Moody Ministries, please visit vanmoody.org. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed week.